Hey guys, it's Teresa and Kerrigan, and welcome back to another episode of The Women Behind the Camera. This week, we'll be taking a deeper look into one of John Hughes's masterpieces, 16 Candles. Let's get started with a little bit of a synopsis. Of course. So, in 16 Candles, we follow Samantha Baker, a teen who has just turned 16. Uh, but unfortunately, her parents forget her birthday. The film follows the love life and social life of this 80s teenager. So, cute. I know, it's, it's kind of a cute movie. It's a cutesy little thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll start off with what we like uh, about this movie. I think that the music throughout the movie is good. They find nice places to kind of fade in, fade out. We have the dance music, which is good, our intro music, everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like the soundtrack feels good. Um, the theme song for Farmer Ted cracks me up every time. Like, mm-hmm. a because it just... It's like yeah. doom is coming, mm-hmm. and like we get it. All we- the, like funny little side sounds. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the if you were here by the Thompson Twins at the end of the movie with Jake Ryan standing <laughs> in front of his car. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like when I was when I was in middle school, I'd like dreamt about that moment. Yeah. No, actually, same. I I. I like this movie because it was just so comfortable. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those movies that, like, when you're a little kid, you kind of dream about. You're like, ah, like, everything falls into place at the end of the movie. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, personally, I uh, don't like uh, certain aspects of this movie. I agree with you. There were a couple jokes in here that are just like, why did you put that in there? Yeah, I think if we get really specific, one of the scenes is when <laughs> Farmer Ted is mixing up the drinks at Jake Ryan's house, and they get mm. in to talk about Carolyn in the other room. Yeah, and it just it wasn't necessary. It's a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it. It's it's a bit rapey. It definitely is, and it the thing is is it was not necessary at all. Like they. They didn't no. need to put that line in there. It actually made Jake Ryan seem like a bad guy. Yeah. And, like, for the sake of the movie, I feel like they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, how Long Duck Dong was portrayed. I'm not gonna lie, like, as a kid, not knowing what I know now, like, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But knowing, like, especially with, like, the political climate now and just like well just insensitive just yeah in general it's just insensitive like mm, i don't know it was yeah i don't think that they put a lot of thought into into that at all yeah i think they were just trying to alienate a character mm-hmm. and have them be strictly there for comedy and it did not bode well and i think it actually kind of uh i don't it it like tanks the movie just a little bit yeah I completely agree. (laughs) All right, well, getting (laughs) off the little sad train that we were just on for a second, let's get right into what other people thought about the movie. So Rotten Tomatoes gave 16 Candles an 84. IMDb on the middle of the spectrum with a 7 out of 10. I say the middle of the spectrum because I just saw that Metacritic rating. Yeah. The Metacritic gives it a 61%. So, interestingly enough, when I was looking for these reviews, Metacritic wasn't on just the Google page. Usually when Mm -hmm. I find these reviews, it's Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Metacritic all in a line. You Mm -hmm. get all three reviews. There was another reviewer, but I wanted to keep this consistent with how we've been reviewing our other movies and comparing. So I went and sought out Metacritic, and it's a very low rating. 
Yeah. I think do, I... Do we know, like, when these were rated? Was it rated I am like, not yeah. sure when they That's were interesting. rated. Or, be like, interesting. I'm guessing that IMDb updates all the time. Mm-hmm. Because new people are going in and rating them after they've watched the That's movie. That's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about Rotten Tomatoes if they... I don't even know when Rotten Tomatoes started. So... Mm-hmm. Like, for that, I'm not positive. But I think I'd fare somewhere in between IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes just because when I was younger, this was mm-hmm. such, like, a, like you said, like, a comfort movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is something you kind of watch on a Friday night or a Saturday night, and it's just, like, it makes you feel good. Yeah. I, I agree. I think I'm going to go somewhere near, like, IMDb. Maybe a slightly lower than an IMDb, only because of, like, the racist and sexist jokes that were put in it. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I think I'm around there. Okay. And so, awards for this movie, um, no Academy Awards for the big Academy, which Rest is, I think, peace. I think honestly is pretty predictable, I guess. Yeah. Like, for John Hughes, I wouldn't see them winning many awards just because they kind of are, like, these satirical pieces, mm-hmm. like... And we kind of, we both had the conversation, Karen and I both, that it was kind of like, in a movie like this what do you analyze only because it wasn't made to be like this groundbreaking film yeah so i feel like a lot of times um academy nominated movies are like have a little bit of thought like that behind them yes this one doesn't really in my opinion well in this one like we talked about with other john hughes movies too 16 candles so much happens in a 48-hour period. Mm-hmm. It's her birthday, and the next day is the wedding, and this whole movie happens in between those two days. Usually movies take place over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's one day, and it's a, it's a huge production. So mm-hmm. I think that that also might have something to do with it. I don't know. Just John Hughes' writing style. It's just yeah. short amount of time in a movie. Um and it makes it seem realistic, but his movies are also so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, you see, your parents don't forget your birthday. You don't have this whole thing with a geek where he's trying to get you and then ends yeah. up helping you get the guy. Like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, awards that actually happened were Molly Ringwald, who plays Samantha Baker, and Anthony Michael Hall, who plays Farmer Ted in this movie, both won... Young Actors Awards from the Youth Academy, and they both went on to act in The Breakfast Club. Molly Ringwald was in Pretty in Pink. Um, she was also in a couple other films. And Molly then Ringwald's Anthony, still around. Oh, yeah. She's what? in Riverdale. Yeah, Riverdale. She was in The Secret Life of an American, like, The American Teenager. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall went on to do Breakfast Club with Molly Ringwald. He was in Weird Science. Um, yeah. He was in The Vacation Movie. So... He has. They both done some some pretty they good flourished. stuff recently. They have flourished. Yeah, and then um, other young actors in this movie. Both of the Cusacks. Mm-hmm. So um, John Cusack is one of Anthony Michael Hall's friend, and then Joan plays the the kind of geeky girl with the neck brace. Yeah, and then she the fun, one of the funniest parts in Sixteen Candles, in my opinion is when she goes to get a drink from the water fountain, water fountain? and then pulls yeah. this, her little, like, the skirt on the sweatshirt up and wipes her back. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> little napkin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Some of the shots in this movie are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, the pull-up scene. Agreed. The pan out. And I also... The little pan up of Farmer Ted on the bus when he's walking up to Molly Ringwald. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Goodness. His theme song's playing. It's just, like, that kind of stuff. It... It's just so, like, out there 
that it's funny. Yes, agreed. Oh my goodness. And then at the end with the sister and the muscle relaxers and she's oh, like all yeah. over the place. Just like kind of goes further into your into your um, thought of like this just does not happen in real life. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Those aspects. Um, those like <laughs> those certain scenes that we picked yeah. out are very funny. Um, yeah. All right. Well, time to get into some final thoughts. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll go first. Um, this is a movie that makes me laugh. Um, it makes it, it feels nostalgic, like that whole intro scene in the mm-hmm. 80s um, where they have, like, you know, they've all got their mom jeans on, their the sweaters. The hands in the back pocket. But that went on to inspire the, like, Lara Jean moment in To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Mm-hmm. So this movie just kind of, like, you know, it, it shows up in other places. Yeah. You know, Disney tried to spin it into Debbie Ryan's Sixteen Candles, which <laughs> yeah. is very different. Like, Sixteen Wishes or whatever. Yeah. Not not as good. Um, feels nostalgic, but for me, it's kind of a feel-good moment. Um, mm-hmm. Just like with the ending, she gets the guy, they have that little scene over the birthday cake, and it just, it made me happy as a young child, and I was like, oh my goodness, maybe Jake yeah. Ryan will show up for me. <laughs> Where's my Jake Ryan? Where's my Jake Ryan? Even though he's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, Maybe I don't want a Jake Ryan. No. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree with, like, the feels nostalgic. I love just kind of, like, the insight it gives us nowadays into, like, how life was in the 80s. And then, yeah, it's definitely just a comfort movie. Like, I wouldn't say that it's, like, a movie you, you have to watch, but, like... If you do watch it, like, it's a cutesy little movie. Like, you're most likely gonna like it. Like, I feel like if you're watching other John Hughes movies, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and movies that were written by him, too, like, Some Kind of Wonderful, and Vacation, like, you might want to throw it in. Mm -hmm. Breakfast Club, like, they're just movies that kind of show the culture. um, Agreed. You get to see that in, like, the posters on the wall, and the fashion, which is just... It's kind of like a time capsule. Mm -hmm. You get to look back. And it's definitely not the most realistic movie, but... There are parts of it that are realistic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Women Behind the Camera. And be sure to catch us next week for our analysis of Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Yay! Exciting. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.